Hey, it's Sophia here. I just wanted to let you know about the amazing guests who will be joining us in Los Angeles, California on Wednesday, May 11th. It is going to be a star-studded Ask Me Another taping because we have actors Jeff Goldblum and Maka Monroe and musical legend Weird Al Yankovic. Seriously, we'll be at the theater at Ace Hotel. More information is at amatickets.org. Here's a little bit of trivia. Did you know that in any given year, more than 100,000 albums are released? 100,000! That's nearly 2,000 albums every week. And we know it's impossible to keep up with that much music, so NPR's All Songs Considered is here to help you. Each week, hosts Bob Boylan and Robin Hilton find the best of the best songs for you to fall in love with. So subscribe to All Songs Considered now at npr.org slash podcasts. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from C2E2, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan Colton. We have a great show for you, and we were so inspired by all the creative costumes we've seen at C2E2, we decided we had to get into the fun. So each of us dressed as our favorite game. Puzzler Archung, of course, dressed as Trivial Pursuit. Jonathan Colton came as his favorite Monopoly character, the Iron. And for me, I'm magic, and you're the gathering. (laughs) We have some brilliant contestants to play our extra nerdy games, but only one will be our big winner. And we have some special guests joining us for our Meet the Experts segment. We have the woman behind Lucasfilm Social Media, Andy Gutierrez, and our VIP, you know her from the television series Charmed, and the film's Jawbreaker and Grindhouse, we have artist, actor, and director Rose McGowan. Let's start things off with our first two contestants. Amy Kiefer, you are a professor of nursing. That's right. Not only that, you come from a long line of nurses. I do. So you know then, what is the number one quality a passionate nurse should have? Uh, A really strong stomach. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's disgusting what you have to deal with. Yeah. And you have to be the one to not vomit on your patient. Oh. And Summer Sparrison, you yes. are the editor of a ladies' comic book anthology. I am. Awesome. What are your comics about? Oh, we have, this. we're on our fourth anthology now. We have different themes. So one of our themes was just Chicago. We also had one that was Death and Prom. Uh, that got a lot of really nice. interesting stories. Uh, our current one is Eat It Up. Summer, if you could choose between having some superpower of your choice, or just tons of fame and money, what would you choose? I would choose the superpowers. Okay. Are are you working with one that you're particularly hoping to choose? Having flight would be really cool, because I actually hate heights, so I think that having the ability to fly would help me get over that fear. That is called immersion therapy, Mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, immersion superpowers. Immersion superpowers. (laughs) How about you, Amy? I'm going to go fame and money. Really? Absolutely. I think I could pay someone to create a superpower for me. <laughs> yeah, you can fly wherever you want. It's Absolutely. called a private jet, my friends. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, your game is called Of Dubious Origin. Every superhero has an origin story. Superman's planet blew up. Wonder Woman was sculpted out of clay. Aquaman made out with the magic fish or something like that. Something like that, yes. So in this game, we have prepared fictional origin stories for real people whose names end with man. So for example, if I said, this hero was instructed by a wizard to do the morally right thing, and also to play Roseanne Barr's TV husband, you would answer, I'm John Goodman. So buzz in to answer and channel your darkest Christian Bale impression, and the winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show, and the loser will be banished to the Phantom Zone. All right, here we go. A fountain of magic ink spilled on this writer, making him supernaturally joyful as he crafted the Sandman series. Summer. I am Neil Gaiman. Yes! <laughs> Lovely! And if you didn't know the answer to that, I would suggest leaving C2E2 right now. <laughs> this X-Men actor developed his superpowers from manually changing car tires. I like that you guys looked at each other. Like, let's work on this. There's a thing you need if you want to change a tire on a car. Mm -hmm. Amy. Hugh Jackman. Yes, that's right. After being bitten by a radioactive classical music composer, this Minnesota congresswoman gained power to run for president in 2012. Summer. Michelle Bachman. Yes. <laughs> Created in a lip balm factory. It's a strange. <laughs> Just realizing what a strange origin story that is. Created in a lip balm factory, this 80s singer drives a fast car and invites lawbreakers to give me one reason not to take them down. Amy. Tracy Chapman. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Spending her childhood around this precious metal altered this woman's body chemistry and gave her the foul mouth that made her a famous comedian and actor in The Aristocrats, Wreck-It Ralph, and School of Rock. Summer. Sarah Silverman. Exactly correct. This is your last clue. This Missourian was cursed with the inability to tell a lie, and his honest nature helped him become FDR's vice president and eventually the 33rd president himself. Summer. Harry Truman? Yeah, that's right. Nice. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung. How did our contestants do? They both did great, but congratulations to Summer. You are the answer woman for this round, and we'll see you in the final round at the end of the show. Let's meet our next two contestants. Mandy Kalinskis, you are a content and social media manager at a company that sells swag. Correct. And you're a collector. I am a collector. Now, is being a collector a sickness? It is, actually. Oh, really? Um, okay. <laughs> it's also genetic, because both my mother, my aunt, and my grandmother are all collectors as really? well. I couldn't avoid it. And Nick Poluha, how you doing? Pretty good. You are an architect. Yes, I am. Now, is being an architect a sickness? 
it usually ends up with no sleep. Really? Uh, yeah. It's around the clock stressful. Pretty much. Nick, what would your super villain name be? I would be the Punisher, but with a uh, hyphen between the word pun and the rest of it. Brilliant. Brilliant. I know all the reasons why you're on this show. Yeah. Mandy, how about you? What would your super villain name be? It would be Lady Cerulean. Because I look good in blue, and with Lady, I either have money or a title or both. So Nice. <laughs> and maybe all of it. Well, it is time to play one of our favorite games called This, That, or The Other. So what we do is we give you a title, and you just have to tell us which of three categories it belongs to. So we're going to go to Jonathan Colton to let us know what are our contestants going to be guessing about. Well, today's categories are famous racehorses, roller coasters, and comic book supervillains. So buzz in to guess, and if you're wrong, your opponent can steal. And the winner will move on to the final round at the end of the show. You ready? Yes. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Whiplash. Mandy. Roller coaster. Uh, that's a good guess, but it is not a roller coaster. Nick, do you want to take a guess? Uh, Supervillain. You're right, it is a villain. That's correct. From Iron Man 2, the guy with the crazy uh, electricity whip. Kentucky Rumbler. Nick. Roller coaster. Yeah, that was a fast answer, yes. Have you, have you ridden or do you know about the Kentucky Rumbler? No, I guessed. Nice. You guessed very confidently. I felt, I felt certain that you had actually ridden that coaster. Thunder Gulch. Nick. Racehorse? <laughs> yeah, it's a racehorse. I'm going to ask you again, due to the confidence of your answer, <laughs> are you familiar with the racehorse, the Thunder Gulch, or was this just a guess? Total guess. I don't know, I don't know what makes you so confident, Nick. You're right, uh, won the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont in 1995. Didn't know that, did you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> Mandy. Supervillain. <laughs> yes, it is a supervillain. It's a cruel name for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Force. Mandy. Roller coaster. Yeah, it is a roller coaster. I have ridden that one. You have? I have. Uh, I, I, it says here on this piece of paper in front of me, it was the world's first giga coaster, which means it has a drop of between 300 and 400 feet. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, <laughs> that sounds terrifying. King de Ka. Nick. Supervillain. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Confidence. That's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, do you want to take a guess? Yeah, racehorse? No, I'm sorry. It is a roller coaster. Six Flags in New Jersey. Intimidator. Nick. Racehorse? No. Nick, what happened to you, man? <laughs> Falling apart. The confidence was all a lie. I know, I guess. Mandy, do you know the answer? Roller coaster? It is a roller coaster. Mm. You're right. Should be a villain, though. Whirl away. Nick. Racehorse? Yes, racehorse. 
Nick, you're back. <laughs> Triple Crown in 1941, Whirl Away. This is, this is a funny, funny story about Whirl Away. Apparently, he was, he was known for his psychoses. <laughs> his trainer said that he was the dumbest horse he ever trained. That's why that name did not live on, I guess. <laughs> How is a racehorse done. done? Like, he's running, like, the other way or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he won the Triple Crown. He what more does he need to yeah, do? How yeah. dumb can he be? This is your last clue. Assault. Mandy. Roller coaster. No, I'm sorry. It should be, though. That sounds like an awesome <laughs> roller coaster. Nick, do you want to take a guess? A uh, racehorse? It is a racehorse. You are right. Triple Crown in 1946. A lot of these horses won triple crowns. Good for them. <laughs> Art Chung, how did our contestants do? It was a roller coaster of a game, but congratulations to Nick. We'll see you in our final round at the end of the show. All right, well done. Coming up, Lucasfilm's digital communications manager, Andy Gutierrez, will join us for Meet the Expert, and I'll ask her how I can get Kylo Ren to stop texting me his dark side. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another comes from Lagunitas Brewing Company, who are no strangers to being asked for another. So much so, they've expanded their Petaluma Brewery, built a second location in Chicago, and are building a third in Azusa, California. Some have even been asked to send their flagship IPA across the pond. Wherever you get asked, beer speaks, people mumble. Mumble along with us at Lagunitas.com. A quick shout out to one of our sponsors who brings you this message, Target. And if you haven't yet, you have to check out Made to Matter, handpicked by Target. Mrs. Meyer's Clean Day has a line of natural cleaners made from plant-derived ingredients and essential oils. And Tom's of Maine created the most advanced natural whitening toothpaste that's also safe on enamel and gluten and paraben-free. Check them out and the rest of the Better For You products Made to Matter has to offer at target.com slash made to matter. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with puzzle guru Art Chung and house musician Jonathan Colton, and we are coming to you from the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Let's meet our next two contestants. John Robinson, you had your own radio show. Yes. In, in college? In college, yes. Uh, so what's a memorable moment from your college radio days? I once got a thank you call from jail. I was, I was doing the show, <laughs> and halfway through playing a song, the phone rings. I pick it up and say, you have a collect call from Playstone Temple Pilots at Porter County Jail. I look through my CDs, find some Stone Temple Pilots to play, and... Halfway through that song, the phone rings again, pick it up. You have a collect call from, thank you, dude, at Porter <laughs> County Jail. <laughs> Excellent. Matt Hoskins, you just received your MA in English Literature 
Mm -hmm. researching video game narratives. That's correct. Uh, I like to refer to it a little more pretentiously. Really? Uh, yeah, I just got my master's degree in English literature studying non-traditional narrative structures via a post-human lens. <laughs> yeah. Well, you tell that to the customers at Kinko's. <laughs> I love it. Where, where do you want to do next? Uh, well, I'm currently just working retail, but I... <laughs> I would eventually like to go on and get my PhD and eventually write a novel, so... Excellent! Okay, yeah, good. Well, this next game is about video games, uh, so one of you has an edge. Um, <laughs> but it's also a music game uh, that John will enjoy. But let's go over to Jonathan Colton. Yes, thank you, Afir. This game is called Moves Like Frogger. <laughs> I apologize in advance. We took Maroon 5's song Moves Like Jagger and rewrote it to be about video games. So just buzz in to tell me what game I am singing about, and the winner will move on to the final round at the end of the show. John, you're going to like this a lot. You ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. Just shoot for the stars when you spot them, the aliens march. Toward the bottom, your laser's the way To keep them at bay, so enter the fray John Space Invaders Yeah, you got it Every piece is made of four blocks Hurry, cause they're dropping like rocks You got to move those pieces You got to move those pieces you got to move those pieces Every time you make a new line Buy yourself a little more time You got to move those pieces You got to move those pieces You got to move those pieces Matt uh, Tetris Tetris is correct <laughs> A wide open space You can build in a dangerous place to get killed in a Pandora's box Of digging for rocks And breaking up blocks You trade with the guy Who's a native You only can fly In creative So you choose the mode You reap what you sowed When creepers explode Matt Minecraft Minecraft is the answer I admitted before the show I've never played Minecraft, and I just found out that it's my. I thought it was Minecraft, where you just thought of crafts in your mind <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> you would like you embroider. Just think about it. Yeah. If you want to make it, just I'm think just, about it, and you can make it in your I'm mind. Just, I'm just decoupaging right now. Up, down, left, right. Got a matchup three. There's Tiffy and there's Mr. Toffee. Got a match confection. You're moving all directions. You're making sweet connections. John. Candy Crush? Candy Crush, that's correct. John, do you play Candy Crush? I actually I don't. Have you ever played it? Once. Once? And then you stopped? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Matt? 
I think it's a requirement of working in retail that you play Candy Crush. So, <laughs> what else are you going to do? That's right. Time? That's what they say. If you have time to lean, you have time to play Candy Crush. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is your last clue. Crosswords with a friend in Montpelier. Though it looks a little familiar, it's not from Scrabble. It's a lot like Scrabble. It's a lot like Scrabble. Letter tiles, you know the objective. Really, from a legal perspective, it's a lot like Scrabble, but it's not quite Scrabble. No, it definitely doesn't infringe on Scrabble. John, words with friends. You got it. Our Chung, how did our contestants do? They both did great, but John, you're moving like Jagger to the final round at the end of the show. It's time to meet the expert coming to us from Lucasfilm. She's the digital communications manager for StarWars.com. Please welcome Andy Gutierrez. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So I understand that on the first day of your job at Lucasfilms, you got a pretty interesting homework assignment. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to know everything. So they basically just handed me the scripts, and they go, okay, go, go read them. All the scripts? All of them. Yeah, and then they're like, all right, cool, and when you go home, go rewatch all the movies and all of Clone Wars. I'm like, all right, cool. The cool thing is that it's my job, so I can watch Star Wars at work, and people are just like, oh, good job. Stay on target. (laughs) Keep it up. I'm like, all right. And you're working on, what, the blog? Yeah, um, for the past three years, I've been doing the social media for Star Wars, so if you talk to Star Wars on Facebook or Twitter, that was me kind of working with StarWars.com. I host a web series called Rebels Recon that is a weekly series that recaps Star Wars Rebels animated series, which is really awesome and everybody should be watching it. Yes. Um, And, you know, we've got some exciting things coming up this year, so I'll be involved with that too. Excellent. And so if you're the face of social media for Lucasfilms, you probably get tons of very cool fan interactions. Are there any that have stood out? Our community is really, really passionate. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, that's a really awesome thing. And it's been super cool to get to see all of these different kinds of people. I mean, from all walks of life come together just because they like, you know, old dudes in robes with light-up scores. Like, it's so cool. Is there a particular character that you relate to the most? I have a post-it on my, uh, my monitor at work that says, What would Leia do? Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, snark and ass-kicking, that's yeah. kind of... <laughs> okay, before we get to your game, I just quickly want to ask you this. I have a uh, small problem with Star Wars Episode Seven. So there's BB-8, right? Yeah. Uh, ball rolls around, and in a scene, we see BB-8 roll down a flight of stairs. Uh-huh. But then we never see him go back up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that? So you know when the Falcon kind of flips around and he shoots out little cables that he can like grab onto and stabilize himself with? He can use those to get himself upstairs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? Or he can use the force, I don't know. He uses yeah. the force? That is not how the force works. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so we have written a game about Star Wars and social media for you, but we didn't want it to be too easy, so we actually have found an amazing opponent for you. This is Rob Wieland. Rob, you have done so many things, but specific to this conversation, you created a Star Wars role-playing game. Uh, I worked on uh, one of the earlier versions of the Star Wars role-playing game. There have been quite a few throughout the I'm years. I'm going to say you created the one <laughs> and only. Right. So you say. Okay. It's really cool to hold a book in your hand and see that logo and your name underneath it. Like, it's amazing. Were your parents proud? Uh, I think my mom said something to the effect of, well, it's finally worth all those toys I had to buy. <laughs> all right, so this game is about one of our favorite parts of Star Wars fan culture, the parody Twitter accounts. <laughs> right, this is where fans make Twitter accounts of their favorite characters and then tweet as if they were them. So I am going to read you a tweet from an actual Star Wars parody account that we found online, and you just have to identify the Star Wars character who tweeted it. And the winner is going to receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Here's your first one. Hanging out with my dad was awkward, and all he talked about was ruling the galaxy as father and son. I think he only had kids to help his career. Andy. Luke sorry. Skywalker. Do you know his handle? Uh, is this very lonely, Luke? It is, yes! <laughs> That is just a bonus, but I knew you would know it. And uh, I like that one. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, this is for you, Rob. Roses are red, violets are blue, they blew up my planet. Still not as whiny as Luke. Oh, is it uh, General Leia? Yes, At yes, General exactly, Leia? exactly. Doesn't rhyme, but I like it, you know? <laughs> I like Alderanian poetry is kind of weird. I mean, it's, it's all blank verse and stuff. Alderaan joke. <laughs> That's good. The really only good. room an Alderaan joke That's will land great. in. That's right. What's the word for when your father is frozen in carbonite, but emotionally for your whole childhood? Andy? That would be another one of my favorite parody accounts, Emo Kylo Ren. Yeah. yeah. All right, this one is for you, Rob. Text me before Monday, you will not, at Kanye West. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, Yoda. Yes, that yeah. would be Yoda. Andy, rolls up to you beeping affectionately. Thumbs up because it's Friday. Oh, that's BB-8. Oh, little BB-8. So sweet, that guy. Yeah, always fun, right? <laughs> always fun. Can't get upstairs, but always fun. <laughs> All right, this is your last clue, Rob. Breathes heavily. That would be Darth Vader. <laughs> yes, it is. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung. Wait a second, how did our contestants do oh, Of here? course they got them all right, so yes. we have a tie, and we'll have a tiebreaker. Will you be my Valentine, Leia Organa? Rob. That would be Han Solo. That is correct, that was dead Han Solo. Oh. Thank you so much, Andy Gutierrez, everybody, for joining us. And congratulations, Rob.
here are our next two contestants. George Sprague, you worked as a security guard for David Copperfield's magic show. That is correct. Do you know how he does the tr his tricks? Most of them, yes, now. What? Yes. All right. How does he make the Statue of Liberty disappear? Unfortunately, I had to sign a waiver that basically says I can't say anything. I am terrified of David Copperfield's lawyers. <laughs> That's his true trick, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Dana Montfort, you make subversive embroidery. That is correct. Have you played Minecraft? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, I would love to hear more about this, actually. Um, it's a lot of beautiful floral designs with a lot of curse words. Nice. <laughs> this is a really special game because our producers went out onto the C2E2 floor this morning and they created this game. They asked some cosplayers the eternal question, who are you wearing? <laughs> so we have audio clips of these cosplayers describing their costumes, and you are going to hear them, and your job is just to figure out from the descriptions what character they are dressed as. All right, let's listen to your first clip. My name is Joey Hansen. Uh, my character does what he needs to to protect this country. He's basically a hero of this country, a symbol, if you will. I uh, got a shield, nice round shield. There's a star on it, and there's some red, white, and blue all over me. George. Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Here's your next clue. My name is Alana Courtney. My character is a lounge singer, and she loves her husband dearly, and she enjoys jazz and being a bombshell. I am wearing a sweetheart neckline dress that goes about to the ankle. It's red and covered in sequins. Uh, I am holding a small version of my husband. He's white with orange hair and a blue bow tie. Dana. Uh, Jessica Rabbit. Exactly. I keep attaching onto her saying I'm holding a small version of my husband. <laughs> this is a strange, strange thing to I say. Know, exactly. It's a strange phrase. <laughs> okay, this one is one of my favorites. Hi, my name is Rudy Hernandez. My character is, um, he's a hardworking guy. He just keeps pushing along, not so much that it's where he's at is a bad place, he just wants to do better, not just for him, but for his family as well, and his friends. I am wearing uh, what could best be described as a large orange loincloth, and I have a fuzzy blue tie. George. Fred Flintstone. Yes! Yes. His description is not uh, the Fred Flintstone I was going with. Well, it's a, it's a kind of a heart, heartbreaking uh, description of <laughs> where Fred Flintstone is at, you know? He's just like, it's not necessarily a bad place, but he's no. just working as hard as he can. Yeah. <laughs> just make it better for himself and his friends and his family. God bless him, you know? You, you do you, Fred Flintstone, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. you know? <laughs> we believe in yeah. you. All right, this next one is a duo. My name is Tim Campbell. I'm Natasha Fogarty. 
Um, I'm wearing a waist apron, a red shirt, red glasses. Uh, I'm wearing a white apron with a chalkboard that says burger of the day, C2, eat two. Free burger with purchase of a burger, $5.95. My character makes and sells burgers for a living. I handle customers, take care of my kids, love my husband, and I'm crazy. It's the Belchers from Bob's Burgers. George, you are correct. Puzzleger, our Chung, how did our contestants do? We have to congratulate George. You're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. If you have always wanted to dress up as a game show participant, you should be on our Ask Me Another stage. To get your full access pass, just go to amatickets.org. Coming up, you know our VIP from the TV show Charmed. Actor and director Rose McGowan has come to cast a spell on all of us. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. We'd like to say a quick thank you and share a message from one of our sponsors, History. This Memorial Day, the groundbreaking series Roots returns with a new vision, a story of survival, hope, and courage, starring Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne, Jonathan Rees-Myers, Anika Noni-Rose, Anna Paquin, Tip T.I. Harris, and introducing Reggae Jean Page and Malachi Kirby as Kunta Kinte. The journey of an American family begins with a name. Roots premieres Memorial Day only on History. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, coming to you from C2E2, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Now, please welcome our VIP. You know her from the TV show Charmed and movies like Jawbreaker and Grindhouse. It's Rose McGowan. Rose, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is not your first comic book convention, right? No, they're awesome. I have been to other comic book conventions, including, you know, the original, the big Comic-Con of them all, Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, and you, have, you've done that thing where you sit there and you just sign autographs for... Yeah, I've done that a couple times. It's, it's really interesting. Um, you meet people that have a relationship with you that but you don't have one with them and they it's but they're having it really more with your character so they come with their babies with your name um crayoned across the baby's forehead or um but those are the funny ones i like I, yeah. i'm like sorry baby i'm part of your abuse <laughs> i see a long road ahead of you kid awesome now, your acting career purportedly started when you were discovered on a street corner. Let's just talk about this for a second. Was this a street corner where they were holding auditions? No, it was actually, I was on a street corner. Uh, I was on Beverly and Sweetser in Los Angeles, and at the time, there was a gym there. Okay. And the whole windows were all people on Stairmasters, but it was just butts in the window going up and down. Oh, and my friend, I was visiting L.A., and he was trying to get me to go inside with him, and I was like, that is so L.A., I will not go there. So I stood outside with a scowl on my face, and that's apparently what attracted this woman to me, um, because she said I looked like the angriest, you know, 
whatever girl that I was. And uh, then two weeks later, I'm starring in a Greg Araki film. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that actually happened, the actual getting discovered on a street corner. It actually happened. And so when I have people that ask me, you know, how do I get an agent? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't know. I'm really not a, I would probably, if faced with that issue, I would not do it. So many of us know you as Paige from Charmed. Did you have anyone reach out to you from the Wiccan community, either oh. fact-checking something you said or loving the show? Yeah, I think, you know, I think any community that's represented positively probably enjoys it, I yeah. would imagine, unless they were dark witches, of course. That's another <laughs> thing. I learned a lot about witchcraft. Um, and the thing I learned was that I was really bad with spells. They were the only thing I, like, I could not commit to memory no matter what. So anytime I said it, like behind Alyssa Milano would be me with somebody with a huge poster board with, with the know, whole all spell. my dialogue. Right. But, but it wasn't as bad as like I always heard George Clooney would write um, his lines down and like tape them to extras' foreheads when oh. they were like laying in the gurney. So I wasn't that bad. <laughs> I know. Here, stay there. <laughs> so let's talk about you not acting anymore. First, I want to talk about you on social media because you are very active and you use it to, you know, voice your opinion. Uh, God and, forbid. Yeah, yes. I know. I mean, so everybody else gets to have one. Why not me? Exactly. Uh, and you got in. I mean, you put out a tweet that ended up having some repercussions, and it was about a casting call for an Adam Sandler film where you were the people coming to, uh, the women coming to play that role were asked to show cleavage, and there was a thing about, like, what push up bras encouraged? Push up bras encouraged. And, you know, I found out later it was actually a woman that wrote that whole thing. Really? And that's the part that, and it just, but the thing is, it, it's not even about that, is that, it, like, that they get so brainwashed in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm the women do, that that is a normal, everyday occurrence. This is totally fine. Right. The other instruction was to make sure I read the script so I understood the context of the scenes. The Shakespearean quality was really throwing me. <laughs> it was a hard one to grasp. The iambic pentameter of Sandler is really <laughs> tough to wrap Beautiful. around. I mean, that, that repercussions from that tweet, I mean, it went viral, for lack of a better word. But It went actually super mega viral, super but mega I, I didn't even realize that was a thing, but it was a thing. <laughs> They're super viral. They're super and then super mega. Super mega. And, uh, you know, so that was weird. Um, yeah. And, and, then, and then I got fired by my agent, which was fine, because they were douchebags. <laughs> So now that you are now that you're a director, I mean, you you decided to stay working in you know entertainment of sorts. Um, I'm kind of doing it. You know, now I approach things as, you know, I'm I'm writing a book and I'm only going to write what I would want to read. I'm only going to I write I do music. I'm only going to sing and write songs that I would want to listen to. And the same approach with with film. You know, um, it's a hard slog for uh, a woman director, even one who's well known, which is. It's super contrary to logic um, because I'm actually really good at what I do because I respect the public. I'm an audience member also and I, I, I want people to think about what they're putting on the screen and what they're saying about women and what they're saying about race and what they're saying about, you know, gay culture. It counts. The stuff, if people are still copying like Meg Ryan's hairdo from 20 years ago, this stuff sticks. Yeah. You know, this stuff sticks. Yep. And it has to be unstuck. And, you know, we talked a little bit before you came on to the show, and you mentioned that you have never played a game before? No. You've never played a game before? My father told us growing up that we weren't sporty people or people that played games. <laughs> and I didn't, I was like, okay. 
So consequently, I lived in the mountains, never skied, lived by a lake, don't know how to swim. Okay. Um, yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Literally, someone said, even go fish? I'm like, no. No? Monopoly? No. Um, I know the little characters, some of them, they're cute, but that's all I got. They are very cute. That's yes. all I got. Okay. But I, I, we played game like a game like Authors, where you had a stack of, <laughs> a deck of uh, cards, and you know, you'd pull out, like, I don't know... Nathaniel Hawthorne. So you had to list off as fast as you could, like everything you wrote. So we were just the nerd family oh, Robinson, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, your game was school. My game was school. <laughs> Thanks, <good>. Dad. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna we're gonna ease you in Thank to the you. game playing. Yeah, she said, do you want to play or do you want to lead it? I'm like, I think I should probably lead. This. Yeah, that's a good way to start, right? Lead a game. All right, all right. McGowan, let's play a game. Let's bring on two more contestants. Here they come. Lauren Scott, you own three Muppets. I do. Not one, not two, but three. Yeah, they've kind of been building up. Like, I, I can't really stop myself. Do either, any of them look like you? The first one kind of did. Okay. It was, like, weird. I got kind of... I just yeah, of course it was it. weird. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... It's so, weird when people make dolls of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Sarah Kovac, you are an adult reference librarian. I am a librarian. Nice. <laughs> Do people come to you as a uh, librarian in the reference section and ask you odd things? That are yeah, pretty much every day. Like that are not library related? Sometimes, yes. We get a lot of people who come to ask us, like if they have a medical condition, they'll come and ask us for advice. <laughs> But then people will be really surprised that you need a master's degree to work at a library. They, so they come to you with like their biggest question, yet they are surprised that you need a master's degree. Yes, mm -hmm. that's correct. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so your game is called the Listener's Spellbook Challenge, which is an homage to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me's Limerick Challenge. Our guest Rose McGowan played the witch Paige on five seasons of Charmed. And during that time, she recited a whole lot of magic spells, which are poems made up of rhyming couplets. Rose, how about an example? We meld our souls and journey to the one whose thoughts we wish we knew. So in this game, Rose is going to recite a spell from Charmed, but we have removed the last word, and you must buzz in and tell us what that word is based on the rhyme. And I will let you know how good of a rhyme it is as we go along, and the winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. You ready? Yeah. All right. Rose, take it away. Oh, this, oh sorry. This spell is called To Reveal One's Emotions. Bring forth the passion of love's fire, that he may feel her true. Lauren. Desire. Yes. Hey. This spell is called To Find Good Luck. To find good luck, finances have run amok. Creditors I soon must duck. I cast this spell, <laughs> go find good luck, and I hope my life will cease to... Sarah. Suck. Yes, it is. <laughs> the right answer. I think any good spell involves the word suck. It's <laughs> my favorite. I think you're totally right. <laughs> okay, we have a couple more for you. I can't uh, tell you the name of this one because it would give away the answer. Powers of the witches rise. Find the hag who speaks in lies. Balance chakra, focus she. Lead us through the cruel, cruel... Lauren. C. Yes! Oh, nice job. 
That spell is called to track the sea hag. I think we did. You did track the sea hag. Uh, this is the animal reversal spell. Make right again that we must. Reverse the curse that made this... To be fair, this is not a very good rhyme. I would never have guessed this either. It's not this, even really a rhyme It's not a rhyme at all. at all. No. So here's what you have to work on. The animal reversal spell and... Make right again that we must reverse this curse that made this... Erf. That's a good hint right there. Rough? Oh, Sarah, that was a great, great guess that made this rough. It'd make more sense. It would make more sense. I almost <laughs> want to give it to you, but I can't. How about Lauren? Do you want to steal? Do you want to try throwing something out there? Um, okay. No, I don't. I, don't, no, okay. I got nothing. Mutt. I'm sorry. Mutt. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Right. You see? Yep. You see why I refuse to memorize these and they had to write them down? <laughs> I was like, no, I will not stand for this insult. Well, Lorne is the winner of this spell. So congratulations, Lorne. You'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Rose, what did you think? Reading your first game, how did it feel? I was slightly stressed, but I'm really, uh, I think I acquitted myself somewhat well. I think it was amazing. And you guys were wonderful. They were lovely. Thank you so much, Rose McGowan. Thank you. Now we're going to crown this week's big winner. Let's bring back Summer, Nick, John, George, and Lauren. Our puzzler, Art Chung, will lead this final round. Take it away. This final round is called Traffic Light. Every answer will contain one of three words. Those are red, yellow, and green. So for example, if I said Oliver Queen fights crime in Star City as this superhero, you would answer, obviously, Green Arrow. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer. The last person standing is our big winner. Your prize package includes an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, a Star Wars swag bag from Andy, which includes BB-8 socks, and a baseball cap given to the cast of Episode 7. And Rose McGowan has provided an autographed sweater, which is pretty cool. <laughs> So remember, every answer will include the words either red, yellow, or green. Not all of them. Here we go. Summer. Dorothy and Toto took this pathway to the land of Oz. The yellow brick road. That is correct. <laughs> Nick. Someone who really likes gardening is often said to have this type of opposable digit. Green thumb. You got it. John is the nickname for an overnight plane flight. Red eye. That's right. George, in this song, Kermit the Frog laments that his color blends in with so many other ordinary things. It's not easy being green. It isn't easy being green, correct. <laughs> Lauren, you can visit the Bolshoi and Lenin's mausoleum in this geometrically named area of Moscow. Red Square. You got it. <laughs> Summer, Bruce Lee played Cato on this 1960s crime-fighting series. Got nothing. <laughs> All right, step aside. Let's see if Nick knows the answer. The Green Hornet. That is correct. Thank you, Summer, for playing. John, this organization of environmental activists sponsored the ill-fated boat Rainbow Warrior. Greenpeace. That is correct. 
George, in a hit 70s song, this object is tied round the old oak tree. Uh, a red ribbon. No, I'm sorry, oh, that no. is incorrect. Lauren, do you know the answer? I believe it's tie a yellow ribbon That is a the yellow ribbon, tree? correct. I'm sorry, say goodbye to George. Nick, in this classic Canadian novel, a young orphan is sent to live with the wrong family on a Prince Edward Island farm. Anne of Green Gables? That is correct. Well done. John, this organization is the only three-time recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. The Red Cross? Wow, that was right off the tip of your tongue. Correct. Lauren, it's both a type of star and the title of a cult BBC sci-fi sitcom. Ooh, Red Dwarf. Yep, that's right. Nick, it's the state nickname of Vermont. The Green State. Can you be more specific? Mm, the really good Green State? I don't think that's correct. Let's go to John. The Green Mountain State. That is correct. We have to say goodbye to Nick. We are down to two players, Lauren and John. Lauren, in this song, Joni Mitchell sang the words, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. I have no idea. All right, let's see. John, if you know the answer, you're our grand prize winner. Big Yellow Taxi? That is correct. Congratulations, John. That is our show. Thank you so much for playing. We are on Facebook and Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And for more information about how to be a contestant on the show or to see us live, go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now, Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Jess Miller, Scott Ross, and senior writers Kyle Beakley, Karen Lurie, and Dan Schofield. Ask Me Another's produced by Kiana Fitzgerald, Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and our intern Alejandra Vasquez, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo, Cat Dog Mechanic Experimentation Con, <laughs> and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harite Pagonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Now, did you know that in any given year, there are more than 100,000 albums released? 100,000! That's like 2,000 albums a week. It's impossible to keep up with that much music. So, you need to tune in to NPR's All Songs Considered. They're here to help. Each week, hosts Bob Boylan and Robin Hilton find the best of the best songs for you to fall in love with. So subscribe now to All Songs Considered at npr.org slash podcasts. Next time on Ask Me Another, Uzo Aduba, who plays Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black, explains how she envisioned her character. I had this image that came alive in my head of a woman with a pacifier in her mouth and a sledgehammer in her hand. <laughs> Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, with VIP Uzo Aduba on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. <laughs> <laughs>